0: Ahoy. Ahoy? That's a change for us. That's good. I was wearing my Navy shirt A little nautical this morning. Yeah. Well, Air Force plays Navy this week. Ah. So, sink Navy. Let's, let's go Air Force. What's
1: the Air Force? Uh, is that just their motto? They have to have their own motto. It's not just sink Navy. For this game, it's sink
0: Navy. <laughs> yeah, let's fly is their oh. home. That's their hashtag. That, that would they, make sense. That they use. But.
1: What's the Navy? Don't, don't sink?
0: Um, I think pretty much all the time it's beat Army. Go Navy, oh. beat Army. Go Army, beat Navy. That's gotcha. that's the then big Air Force rivalry is just game. Like,
1: hey, guys. Hi, we're
0: here. We beat you both, by the way. But yeah, that's... Yeah. Hey, hi. That's kind of how it is. The big rivalry is Army-Navy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and the only time I ever root against Navy or against Army is when they play Air Force.
1: You so. can't really root against any of them, ever.
0: Unless they're playing Air Force. Oh. So. <laughs>
1: See, that was, that was always... When I was at St. Mary's, that was always my favorite game of the year when... Or games when, when Notre play Dame Notre played Day. Army yeah. or Navy. Because it's really like... It's just a better environment, better atmosphere. Yeah, it,
0: it, it, there's something cool about it, and that's one of the things that actually uh, helped bring me back to my Notre Dame fan roots. Mm. Uh, I wandered away as a Notre Dame hater for a while, as a uh, Michigan fan. I'm still a Michigan fan. Uh, the only
1: That's n- nasty. The only
0: legitimate Michigan and Notre Dame fan, which I'm sure isn't true, but that's I keep claiming nasty. it anyway. Uh, but I couldn't... Turn away from the tradition at Notre Dame, and right. because they embraced that tradition by continuing to play the academies, mm-hmm. um, which was good for the academies, even though they lost most of the time. Yeah, uh, it was still that was uh, something that that kept my love for Notre Dame there. Anyhow, the um, <laughs> <clears throat> now at this point in my life, um, I am way more interested in the service academies football than mm-hmm. I am in the rest of Division One yeah. college football. Yeah. it's I, I love it all. I love football in general if there's football at any level i'm excited about it but the the
1: word of the day is football <laughs> i do like football
0: it's, last week it was pumpkin spice i think so anyhow today feels like august because it's like 85 and, right. in michigan uh, which is not normal for october in michigan but it's not
1: I'm a little it's not unprecedented it. right. uh,
0: at all but it doesn't feel like fall, you know. I feel like I should Tomorrow,
1: have, however. Getting and, back
0: to good stuff. And following. I feel like I should have a flannel shirt on, yeah. deciding whether or not I want to have a hoodie on over that, you know, kind of right, thing. Right, right, right. And yet... I'm like, I got too many layers. I you know Right. I, <laughs> I no, put the rest shorts. of the
1: week, low sixties.
0: Beautiful. That's it. anyway. That's my that's my win.
1: Let's talk about the Last Supper. Well,
0: you know, it is interesting though because as we're looking at how these seasons change. Oh, please change, tell me how you're gonna tie this in. <laughs> as, please as we look don't. at how these seasons change and the there is a there are certain patterns that, that you follow. You know, football comes in the fall, and it feels right, and you drink your PSLs in the fall. Not that they're not good. They taste the same year-round. No, they don't. But but the fall is the right time for it. Right. Well, Jesus and his followers are here as Passover is approaching. So now, as the entire city has prepared for the Passover, and this big, huge cultural event, the season has moved in, in this direction, and now uh, Judas has agreed to betray Jesus. It hasn't happened yet. It's still on the low. Nobody knows what's it's going on here. Um, but Jesus comes to this place where they're going to celebrate with his friends. You know, we can think of it like a, a, a big, uh, like a Super Bowl tailgating party mm-hmm. or a big Christmas party with our friends, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got his tightest circle of friends. And they're going to celebrate the highest of holidays here in the Passover, um, so that you've got Yom Kippur, you've got Passover, you know, and and this is it. This is the big stuff, right? <clears throat> so Jesus has his friends together, and um, verse seven of Luke twenty-two says, "Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed." So this is. The, it, it's like a, a multi-day event, you know, essentially three days you're, you're looking at here. And as they're going through the process, they're looking back to Exodus. It, in the book of Exodus, when, uh, when God delivered the children of Israel from Egypt, we've all seen the movies and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, as they did this, the last of the 10 plagues was the death of the firstborn, and, and mm-hmm. as the angel of death comes through and, and slays all the firstborn of everyone in Egypt, um, you know, man, woman, child, well, that doesn't even make sense what I just said, but, but the animals and everything else, we've right, seen the right. death of the firstborn. <clears throat> um, God provided for his people that those who had faith in him, it wasn't enough to be uh, an Israelite, that, that was not in itself sufficient. You had to be an Israelite by faith in choosing to obey the command of God. So he said, you take this lamb, you sacrifice it, paint the... It gives very specific instructions. You paint the blood of the lamb over the doorpost and whoever is in this house at this time will be covered by the blood of the lamb's sacrifice. So those who do that in obedience live and are delivered. Those who do not suffer the same fate as everybody else. Regardless of... Of their ethnic background right so they're looking back and and, and after this happens God gives them specific instructions to uh, this is a holiday that's not made up by Hallmark this is ordained by God every year when you do this you will celebrate at this time what has happened here as you look back and you see that I myself delivered you and you'll tell your children about it. So when your children ask about these rituals and these ceremonies, you can explain to them. And and in the in the seder that we know today, that has been celebrated for uh, years and years, uh, since really since AD seventy, it's been pretty much the same. Uh, we see four questions that get asked that mm-hmm. that are prescribed because children don't always know the questions to ask. Right. So there are four prescribed questions that are asked as a ritual and they are answered through the scriptures with this so all of this is pointing in a direction of God's deliverance of his people through the sacrifice of a lamb now as they as they prepare here Jesus sends them and we know the story you know he tells them go and find uh, you know this upper room that's going right. to be prepared for you go get this ready for the meal they'd go and do it Guy let them use it they they prepare everything for the supper and they're there uh, and, and some amazing things happen during this event Luke doesn't record all of them but uh, but as we see him doing this the key point is that he Jesus identifies himself with this passover lamb mm-hmm. um, as they're doing it starting with verse verse uh, 14, when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Once again, Jesus reiterating what he's been saying for chapter after chapter, I'm going to suffer and die. That's the destiny of the Lamb of God. He calls himself the Son of Man. Here he identifies with the Lamb. Uh, 16, for I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you I will not drink it again I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed. But woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. And in our last uh, podcast Spoiler together, <laughs> uh, as we were seeing this previously, we see that um, you know, the, the question of what, what was Judas' destiny. You know? right. And some over the centuries have um, put forth this idea that he was not only saved but went on to write scripture and so on, which was rejected universally throughout the church. And partly because of things like this, where Jesus says, "You know, uh, woe to that man who betrays him." Yes, it is decreed, and yet you are still responsible for your sin. Romans six says something similar. Romans nine says something similar. So, as we, you know, as Jesus refers to Judas as as uh, you know, doomed for destruction or the son of perdition in John seventeen, we see that picture. But the focus of this passage is not that. That, That's a corollary. The the focus is Jesus identifying with the bread, which uh, I believe at this particular point in the meal, I I believe, uh, I didn't come up with this, I got it from others, but I believe it's accurate, that he's identifying with the bread of affliction that represented the suffering of the people which hearkens back to Isaiah 53, by his stripes we were healed, Mm -hmm. that that he was afflicted for us, Mm -hmm. and that many would be forgiven their sins because of his sacrifice. So as Jesus is going back to that um, in the bread, with his body being broken on our behalf, not his bones, that's another prophecy that his bones would not be broken, but um, but he also identifies specifically, not not just with the cup, you see that he has them past the cup, I'm not going to drink of this again until afterwards, there are four passings of the cup throughout the meal but he identifies with the cup after the supper it says that cup represents the redemption that's the the cup of redemption Mm -hmm. it represents the blood of the passover lamb and jesus is saying this blood of the passover lamb is now my blood it's the same it's the same as it was before but it's different now we're not covenant. looking backward, we're looking forward. This is a new covenant. It's a new way of relating to God, the same God operating the same way, and yet he's giving you a new covenant, just like he gave Adam a covenant and Noah a covenant and Abraham a covenant and David a covenant. This is a new covenant, a different promise from God. And it's signed in my blood, and that's the that's the key to the passage, is understanding that Jesus is our Passover lamb.
1: And this is another... Uh uh, portion of scripture here that I think, you know, we all we've all heard a million times and we all think we know. So I'm, I'm excited to dig into it a little more and, and have a discussion about it.
0: It is always a, a, a good practice for us to look at familiar passages with fresh eyes and to to seek out what is surprising about it.
1: Well, we will talk more about it next week. Um, just a little reminder uh, we do have, are you out of coffee? Water. Oh, we do have. Uh, uh, Tapestry Dance Company and Imagine Worship uh, here this Sunday evening. Yeah. Sunday at six, um, October sixth at six yep. at Real Life. So if you're in the area, uh, feel free to stop and by. It, so. it's
0: going to be terrific. As much as we enjoyed Imagine Worship, uh, Imagine Worship is a dance troupe of uh, you know of youths who are learning dance. Uh, Tapestry is a professional dance company out of Chicago that involves uh, Miss Sarah from Dance Arts, but also. Um, as we are, as we're watching them, we're going to have imagine involved in it, so we get to see the younger ones, the high school and down. Mm-hmm. Um, but in uh, in tapestry, we get to actually see uh, adult professionals who right. are doing this as well.
1: So it'll be a good time. Uh, so yeah, if you're in the area, come on by.
0: And it it is a free uh, thing. There's no admission, but there will be a free will offering.
1: Okay, sounds good. And uh, we'll look for you guys next time for our discussion. If you have any questions, feel free to email us, somethingreal at reallifeonline.org or leave a voicemail.
0: Even if it's questions about God's sovereignty in a free will offering.
1: Well, All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>